MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into Short Shots here on VSIN and VSIN.com. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. The final episode of Short Shots. We will preview the American Express in La Quinta, California. And then next week we go to Long Shots back on VSIN and VSIN.com. The Sports Betting Network season number three of Long Shots will kick off at Torrey Pines for the Farmers Insurance Open. Wes, good to be back with you again. And uh, before we get into the breakdown of the American Express, some big news coming out today in the world of golf. First of all, Tiger Woods for the fifth time has undergone back surgery and he's going to be out for a couple of weeks or a couple of tournaments at least. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be Torrey Pines, of course, and uh, likely the Genesis uh, where he is the host uh, of the Tiger Woods Foundation. Now the uh, philanthropic beneficiary of that event. So uh, he's not going to go and look, we've had a lot of discussions on this program of like, Okay, do you how many of more events in his career do you think Tiger is going to win? That number is uh, drastically declining. I I think. I mean, he you know when you've now had is this going to be your fifth back surgery? He just I think physically, I'm not sure if he can ever get back to even close. I mean, he'll never be back to what he was clearly, but to really be where he can compete a few times a year. I mean, I. It's, it's tough to see him even winning again, and I never want to say never because never is a mighty long time, but it's not looking promising. And it's unfortunate for us, too, because we kick off our season of long shots with uh, the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines, where Tiger usually reappears and starts his season. Obviously, that will not happen this year. Uh, and we won't get uh, catch him uh, after that at the Genesis either. So uh, maybe it'll be Florida when Tiger returns to the scene. John Rahm, of course, was the betting favorite heading into the American Express, and he is withdrawn. I didn't see any reason given. Did you hear anything? No injury, really. Now, he was over, I believe. 
believe, for the Spanish Cup. I think he's an Atletico Madrid fan. Uh, Nick Kenyon, our producer, is the soccer guy around here, so he can correct me. But he was over there actually uh, watching uh, his uh, club uh, in the, in the uh, whatever it's called, the Spanish Cup, I think is what it's called. And uh, he withdrew this week. I didn't see any injury reason, really, or any big statement, but that came out Monday morning, and he was the odds-on favorite, former winner here a couple years ago. And I think he was like about 13-2, to two, somewhere 600, 650, somewhere like that. But uh, now with his vacancy, no real clear-cut favorite here in this event at the Amex. I think uh, can't has the lowest odds, but everybody's kind of really compressed together on the odds board. Yeah, John Rahm, a former winner here at the American Express, and also uh, his first PGA Tour victory next week at the Farmers Insurance Open down in La Jolla, California. Let's talk about uh, what happened last week as they wrapped up the Hawaii swing. The Long Shots crew got on the board with Kevin Na, a 55 to 1 shot. The Las Vegas resident now moves to 38th in the world golf rankings. And this is interesting, Wes. If you look, if you think about what Kevin Na has done. His first tour victory came in 2011. Since then, he's won four times in the last four years. This guy is really starting to become a player. And he was nearly a withdrawal from the event. He was considering doing that in, early in the week. Good thing he didn't. Uh, and credit to you. A nice tip on Kevin Na to get uh, the show on the board here. 21 under par makes birdie at the last. Uh, holding off uh, Joaquin Neiman. Runner-up two weeks in a row. How about Joaquin Neiman? 45 under in the state of Hawaii, and he has two runner-ups to show for it. So uh, kind of kind of a tough beat for him, I guess. But that shows his game is in good form. He's probably going to break through soon. And also one of the stories of the week, Chris Kirk, yeah. uh, who needed a fourth or better to keep his full status. He would have had conditional status uh, had he not. But he was on part of that major medical extension, took some time away from the tour with some off-the-course issues that he was battling and has been very candid about. So uh, Chris Kirk goes 20 under par at one point in the final round. I go, well, he only needs to finish fourth, but he might win the thing. I thought he was actually going to, but Kevin Na makes the birdie at the last uh, and 21 under. So Na, Kirk, Neiman, Brendan Steele. Fortunately for him, two years in a row where he probably could have had two wins here in Hawaii and leaves with zero as he finishes uh, 19 under. Just I don't know if it was nerves because they were talking about that on the broadcast on Sunday, Brady. I don't know if it was nerves or if it was just he kind of played too conservative. He yeah. didn't really continue his aggression. So he and Webb Simpson tie at 19 under, tied for fourth. Also, my closest guy was Mark Leishman, 19 under. Just hit a couple errant shots off the tee early in the round and put him behind the eight ball, so he finishes two back. Yeah, in addition to Kevin Na, the Long Shots crew also had Mark Leishman, as you mentioned. Both you and Humans were on him. I was on Daniel Berger, and then Humans was also on Colin Morikawa. They all finished in the top ten. And, and I couldn't believe this when I looked at it today. Colin Morikawa ascends to the fourth-ranked player in the world. It's unbelievable. Yeah, just, uh, I believe, uh, just now 23 years old. I may be even aging him. I, I'm not sure if he's 22 or 23, but nevertheless, uh, right there into the top five. Uh, he was fifth uh, last week, now fourth. So him and Xander Schauffele sh swap places in the world rankings. Chucky Three Sticks does it again. Charles Howell the third makes the cut at the Sony, notches a top 20 finish this guy is just a machine over there and you know if you're betting top 10 top 20 markets to make the cut that type of thing Charles Howell might be the best bet on the board yeah absolutely I mean he's had a career in terms of prize money I mean some of these guys that grind on the tour it's like 
if I could just be good at one tournament like Charles Howell, I'm going to be living pretty nicely. So he does uh, sneak into the top 20, uh, uh, tied for 19th, rounding out the top 10, of course, was Morikawa, Billy Horschel, Danny Berger, Patton Kazire round out the top 10. All right, back to the mainland we go to La Quinta, California, as the West Coast swing continues. And we go to the American Express. Wes and I like to call it the Bob Hope. No Pro-Am this year, and uh, that is, of course, because of COVID-19. But with that, they also have La Quinta Country Club dropping out of the Rota, and you'll have uh, the tournament solely being held at PGA West. They'll play two courses there, the Nicholas course and the stadium course. The Nicholas course and the stadium course will both see Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday rounds, and then the stadium course in full will get three full rounds, including Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, historically speaking, at least over the last several years, that's as far as I went back. The uh, the stadium course, which is the Pete Dye design uh, that he designed back in 86, uh, par 72, 71, 13, usually plays on average maybe in between one and two strokes harder than that Nicholas tournament course, of course, designed by Jack Nicholas. Par 72, 71, 59. Green's a little bit slower on the Nicholas course. I think the average round score over the last five years that I looked up was 69.49. That's about two and a half under par, whereas the die design at the stadium course, 70.88. Course characteristics, uh, very short courses, and that's why you see some shorter hitters do pretty well around here. You know, Bill Haas, Andrew Landry, uh, and long shots, Hudson Swafford, Adam Long. I mean, triple-digit guys have been winning here quite often. What is Adam Long's Twitter handle? At a long shot. There you go. So is he it? is a listener of the uh, world's there number one golf betting show. <laughs> uh, of course, won this two years ago in 2019, 500 to one. He held off uh, Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. Yeah. And Mickelson. Andrew Landry last year, 200 to one. Yeah, and, and Swafford, I think, was 100 to 1. Yes. So uh, don't be shy about throwing some darts this week. But uh, a lot of the reason those guys can get in the mix here is because driving distance is not a huge requirement. These courses are par 72, yet they're pretty short in length. So there certainly are some opportunities to make birdies. And, and part of the reason these courses have been on the easier side is because there has been the Pro-Am. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to beat up these amateurs and these celebrities. So you wonder if they'll make the course a little bit more difficult difficult this year without the Pro-Am. The greens are Bermuda grass, Wes. And uh, as far as correlated courses, I'm curious to see what you looked at because I couldn't really find anything that really matched up for me. So I just went to basically desert designs. Mm -hmm. Of course, I looked at uh, course form here uh, in La Quinta. And then I went to TPC Summerlin, where they hold the Shriners here in Las Vegas. And then, of course, uh, TPC Scottsdale, where they hold the Phoenix Open uh, in Arizona. Yeah, and that makes sense. Uh, Maybe on the die designs, and I included that in my uh, Point Spread Weekly write-up, which will be out on Wednesday morning. Uh, Maybe uh, River Highlands? At yeah. the Travelers, yeah. because that is a Pete Dye design. Kind of a, a birdie fest. Yeah, so that was kind of the one I thought was maybe the most obvious of the Dye designs in terms of the Nicholas design, Sherwood. Yep. Now, granted, you only have like one r- tournament per se uh, because they had the World Challenge years ago, but Sherwood, I think, makes a little bit of sense. That correlated with somebody that uh, that I played this week, and uh that was probably the only one. I mean, maybe Montreux, where they played the Barracuda up at Reno Tahoe, another desert design that's a, a Nicholas course. But, yeah, it was really tough. I mean, this is going to be birdies. If you look at the winning scores last two years, 26 under par, 262 for the overall score. 
most of these scores are kind of in that mid-20 range. I think the lowest was Swafford at 20 under in 2017. I just went back like maybe nine or 10 years. But everything has been like 24, 25, 26. Reed was 28 under in 2014 when he won here. So and there was a time when get. they were doing five rounds, yeah, too. Yeah, back in the day at the uh, yeah when they were doing the five rounds, so a 90-hole event. Uh, and you were seeing guys shooting like 37 under or something ridiculous like that back when they back when they had obviously the pro am when Mr. Hope was still alive and was still hosting the event. So uh, now just uh, these two courses and just a 72 hole event. I looked uh, this week as far as skill sets at strokes gained approach, uh, strokes gained putting, birdie average, and par four scoring. I didn't really look at anything off of the tee. I just want guys that can hit greens in regulation and make a lot of birdies. And par four scoring has shown to be a metric uh, that has been big for a lot of the winners here. I think I took a similar approach to you. Also looked at greens and regulation, birdie or better percentage, because that's what you got to do. I mean, really at this course. And also, you know, you do want to take advantage of the par fives on this course. And this should be. And that's where I think the ball striking comes into play a little bit more because this is just 7,100 yards. So this course really shouldn't be a bear in terms of length uh, for anybody. All right, when we come back, we will take a break. Wes is going to break down the Abu Dhabi Championship, and then we'll get to our plays for the American Express, both myself, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Eumanns' plays as we continue right here on Short Shots on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome back to the Short Shots podcast. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on VSIN, the sports betting network. Time to get to our plays for the golf tournament in action this week. And there's one overseas. They've restarted the European tour, and this is a biggie. Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas are your two favorites. Terrell Hatton is also in the mix. It's the Abu Dhabi Championship. And Mr. Reynolds, you have the breakdown. Yeah, it does. It kicks off the Middle East swing. They go to Dubai and then go to Saudi Arabia to follow up. Uh, a good field because an increased purse. This is a Rolex series event on the European tour, which means a bigger purse, $8 million in total, 8,000 race to Dubai points. Uh, 13 of the top 50 here in the world golf rankings are here. So pretty good start for the European tour field. Just one American though, that being Justin Thomas, who is making his debut over here, uh, has never played this event. Uh, third at Kapaloo, obviously to start the season, uh, See how he kind of uh, carries himself here because he was in the news uh, for yeah. something that was kind of unfortunate that cost him uh, one of his chief endorsers, Ralph Lauren. So uh, is that going to linger over him or is he going to be really fired up here? So he's kind of the co-favorite in the market with Roy McElroy. Rory, if you look at his history here, has done everything but win. Uh, four second-place finishes here, three-thirds in 10 career starts. So, look, either one of those guys can win, but it's kind of one of those things, Brady. It's like, if they're going to beat me at five or six to one, okay, I can live with it. So I'm going to take some uh, guys down the board. Uh, and also, uh, Terrell Hatton is here, uh, f- up around 14 to one, same as Matt Fitzpatrick, who, of course, won the season finale in uh, Dubai at the DP World Tour Championship. But uh, just looking a little bit at the course, uh, you know, desert track. Typically flat, uh, par 72, little under 7,600 yards, Bermuda greens, uh, a lot of bunkers on the course, few lakes. Obviously, greens and regulation is fairly pertinent here going forward. And this is an event that's been a little bit of a graveyard for favorites. Now, most years, Rory McIlroy is the favorite, and I mentioned that he has never won here. Dustin Johnson's been a favorite here three times, too. Never won, second, ninth, and 16th. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood was the uh, 17-2 to favorite here last year and tied for second and he is actually my first player that I'm playing this week that is Tommy Fleetwood at 14 to 1 two wins here both his wins in 2017 2018 2017 90% in greens and regulation 2018 87 and a half percent uh wasn't near his best last year and almost got two wins on the Euro Tour I think this is a good spot by the way he is the birthday boy he turned 30 on Tuesday God, of this I can't week believe so he's 30 I like to play those angles though Brady sure, sometimes sure. you know where yeah. it's the birthday boy and I think uh this is a perfect present for himself he gets another win here and kind of works his way back into the top 10 he's currently I think 17th in the world. Martin Keimer, another former winner here. Now, that's a long time ago when he won here, 2008, 2009, and 2011. Uh, But Keimer kind of turned some things around late in the year. Three top fives in his last eight events. Uh, Now he returns where he's got the three wins and then five additional finishes of eighth or better. Led the Euro Tour in strokes gained approach. No one's going to know the course better. So he was 35 to 1. Bernd Wiesberger, 45 to 1. Nice finish to 2020. Top 10s on both sides of the pond at the RSM and also at Dubai. Andy Sullivan, he might have had one of the biggest career resurgences on anybody on the European tour. 50 to 1, got back in the winner's circle first time since 2015. I believe uh, he had six top tens, four top fives during the restart, second and tenth to finish 2020 at Dubai. The greens and regulation numbers have been really good. And then a couple of the longer shots I'll get to really quick. Thomas Detry, I keep I can't quit Thomas Detry. 72 <laughs> to 1. Uh 
He continues to knock on the door for this European Tour victory. He is a really good player, just hasn't been able to get break through uh, two runner-ups last year, five top tens on the restart to end the season. Adrianos, who is uh, based in Dubai, not too far from Abu Dhabi, uh, seems to like desert golf, third and tenth in the last two events to end 2020 at Dubai. Uh, three top tens in his last five starts. He's 101. And then I'm going to go with the old man, a former winner here, 46 years old. That is Jamie Donaldson, oh. 120 to 1, former Ryder Cupper from Welshman. Wales. Yes. Began the 2020 restart outside of the top 500 in the world, but climbed into the top 200. He had seven top 20s, four top tens. He was third in Cyprus, runner up in uh, late in uh, late November, early December at the South African Open. Former winner here in 2013. So, uh, look, you, you've got a lot of top flight players, a lot of top flight Europeans here. Also, uh, Lowry in the field, Shane Lowry, Justin Rose, Matt Wallace, Christian Bizudenhout, uh, who really ended the re- uh, year hot down in South Africa. Lee Westwood, by the way, the defending champion here. Well, I really like the sound of Martin Keimer and Andy Sullivan. You're right. Those guys got hot last season, and uh, it was great to see Martin Keimer get back in the mix. And nice to see Jamie Donaldson having some positive things go his way. That guy was absolutely a world-class player and then kind of just fell off the map Remember for him a at, while. Uh, Glenn Eagles. He was an ace on that Ryder Cup team that – yet another European Ryder Cup team <laughs> that uh, put the boots to the Americans. So good to see him on your card. Let's talk about the card for the three of us at the American Express, and we'll start with Matt Humans. Matt's uh, outright uh, guys to win the tournament. Uh, No head-to-head matchups for Matt this week. Scotty Scheffler, his shortest shot at 16-1. to Scheffler with a top-five finish here uh, at La Quinta last season. Abraham Anser, who finished second here last year. Uh, Matt took him at 27-1. to Sam Burns at 50-1. to Adam Hadwin, who's had a number of top 10 finishes here in the desert at 65 to 1 and then the ball striker himself Doc Redman at 84 to 1 for Mr. Humans. Those all make sense and I'm actually on two of those plays uh and and some of the ones that I didn't play that he has on his card I did consider. I did consider Doc Redman. I did look at Abraham Answer who was the runner up here last year. Scotty Scheffler is one I played by the way. He was a uh, third here on debut. Thus far in the season, 5th in total driving, 10th off the tee, 15th in driving accuracy. You look at kind of the recent form finishes, he hasn't really, like, killed it. But I think this is a good spot for him. And I think, you know, he he got to play two weeks ago at the, uh, uh, what was it, the Kapalua Tournament of Champions. So uh, he he looks like he, of the short guys, of Cantlay, Reed, and... Scheffler once these odds got adjusted because when Rom was in the field, he, uh, Scheffler was like twenty-two to one. Then he withdrew, couldn't get him in time. So sixteen to one for me. I am with Matt on Scotty Scheffler. And who else is uh, on your card this week? Cameron Champ forty uh-huh. to one. Uh, now he's a bomber, which you don't have to be necessarily here. Third on the tour in driving distance. Uh, comes back to California. Obviously, his uh, last uh, PGA Tour win was the Safeway Open a couple years ago. Two top tens late in the season uh, in the state of California at the uh, PGA Championship and the Zozo at Sherwood. Uh, just thought this was a good spot for him to get right. Sam Burns, I also agreed with Matt on okay, him. Okay, yeah. 50 to 1. 18th and 6th in his two starts here. 
at uh, La Quinta, another bomber, fifth in driving distance, fifth on the tour in GIR, 15th in birdie average. So you're going to have to make a lot of birdies. I mean, you're going to have to be shooting some 65s and 64s and maybe even lower. He kind of reminds me of a Robert Streb that yes. makes a lot of birdies and seems to be up there at the top in a in a field that's a little bit watered down. Yeah. That's Sam Burns. Yeah, I think so. And a young player out of LSU. I uh, think he could go well here. Patton Kazire, 71-1. to He was seventh last week. He was red Sony. hot last week. Yeah, and just, uh, you know, was a little too far back to really put pressure on those guys. Seventh at the Sony, fifth in the field in strokes gain T to green, 11th or better in three of his last four events, dating back to Houston in November. And really with the putter is where he's making his money here. He's gained 30 strokes with the putter over his last 24 rounds on Bermuda greens, which uh, that's going to serve him well this week as both courses are Bermuda. The last three are triple digit guys I played uh, and a little bit speculative here. Keegan Bradley, 100 to 1. He missed the cut last week in Honolulu, but he gained like six strokes combined off the tee and on approach, which tells you how poor he was with the putter last week. He lost seven strokes. It's a strokes. shocker to see Keegan Bradley poor with the putter, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, typical for Bradley, <laughs> but he was uh, he was abysmal last week. Tee to green has been awesome. He's yeah. top 10 on the tour, so 100 to 1. Uh, he's had some solid finishes here before. Matt Neesmith, another guy who missed the cut last week, 120 to 1. Uh, but good signs, 86% of his greens in regulation he hit. Had a nice full run of form toward the end of 2020. He was a T8 at the Shriners. You mentioned looking at T.P. Summerlin, yep. C. Summerlin. And you think of Neesmith more going along on southern courses. He played at South Carolina that he would play well down there. But uh, took a liking to the desert out here. Maybe he'll do so this week. And then I'm going to kind of piggyback a little bit off that Chris Kirk angle. Uh, not as pronounced here because he is very close to to keeping his playing privileges, that being James Hahn, yeah. who uh, had had a major medical extension, uh, really played solid at a lot of those places. Corrales, Punta Cana toward the end of the year. So had some solid finishes. He just needs one more real good one to lock up his status. Typically goes well on the West Coast, especially in California. So uh, we know he's won the Genesis Cal before. Bear, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So James Hahn at 130 to 1. And, uh, you know, very good ball striker. Not a long hitter, but hits it dead straight. Think he can make a lot of birdies here this week. Was he at the Sony last week? Uh, I believe he was. Let me check. Yeah, he was. I, I got to check his finish though. He did make the cut, but I don't think he. I don't think he really finished in contention. But he is no, a good California but I, I'm player. getting at something. He here. was 41st. Last okay, week. okay. Well, well, good because you you do have one common theme here with all your plays. I believe every single one of them spent at least a week in Hawaii. Yes. And that is a trend that we've seen at the American Express. Oftentimes your winners will have spent at least one week in Hawaii, whether it's Kapalua or the Sony. Uh, oftentimes that translates into a win down in the desert. Scheffler, of course, was there. Kazire was there. Uh, Cameron Champ was there. Yeah, I Keegan think Burns Bradley. was the only one that had there not played. There you go. Played, Burns but... is the only one. And you look at the top of the board, Brady, some of the other guys kind of in that 20-ish to one range, like Brooks Kapka is making his debut as is Matt Wolf, uh, Ricky Fowler, Paul Casey, Adam Long, a former winner here, obviously Phil. So you have guys that hadn't played this year, and maybe they can come off the deck and win, but I usually think that you need a little bit under your belt before you do that at this event. Well, I'm hoping Brooks Kepka comes out firing guns a-blazing because he's one of the shorter shots that I jumped on, and you remember Brooks Kepka's first tour win was at the Phoenix Open down at TPC Scottsdale, and he's 
He's done very well also at uh, TPC Summerlin. Brooks Kepka has a fourth and a second here in Las Vegas. And uh, also the uh, win that he had at the Phoenix Open, uh, I think it was 2015, his first ever tour win. Bermuda grass greens there. You've got Bermuda grass greens here in La Quinta. Uh, when he was healthy towards the end of the season, had a fifth in Houston and then ended up finishing seventh at the Masters. And you talk about a lot of angles, you know, the birthdays and the nappy factors and some of the psychology behind some of these guys, Wes. I have to believe that Kepka is really focused on checking out Torrey Pines next week. He, mm -hmm. he typically doesn't play Torrey Pines. You know this guy's a big game hunter. They talk about all he cares about is majors. He's going to want to go check out Torrey Pines because it's going to host the U.S. Open this right. year. So I think it's possible that he could be very relaxed just working on his game this week. Next thing you know, he's six under par, and he's like, hey, let's go win this thing. Well, yeah, and that's the change of the schedule. Very good point, Brady, is the fact that Torrey Pines is now hosting the U.S. Open because a lot of these guys have gone to the uh, the desert swing uh, in previous years. Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kapka, I think both played in Saudi Arabia last year, so uh, I'll have to check the entry list. Those don't become official usually until Friday afternoon to uh, see who is in these tournaments, but uh, a lot of guys, I think, are going going to be sticking around here a lot of the Europeans will probably stay over there I think Marikawa is going over to Dubai next week but Kepka gonna stick around get a look at that uh, major championship won't be a major setup at Torrey Pines but sure. obviously you can learn something in some various nuances there and we'll see what his health is like of course we saw him stretching out the hip and the knee and everything at the PGA championship uh, I wouldn't imagine he would be entered here if he wasn't ready to go uh, got him at 24 to 1 which I thought was a pretty nice price for Brooks Kepka. Uh, Soon JM is the other short shot I took, uh, a little better than 20 to 1. Uh, seventh in Phoenix in 2019, two top 15s here in Las Vegas, and a 10th and a 12th here in La Quinta. I mean, this guy is just a top 15 machine at all the courses I looked at. And, uh, you know, he's really becoming a machine worldwide. And, and I don't often play Soon JM because I think it's hard to find the week that it seems like it's going to set up for him him to get it right. done but again you have a little bit of a watered down field here he's absolutely one of the top probably 10 15 players in that field so I'll take a shot with him at a little better than 20 to 1 and then after that I went all long shots I went with Matt Jones who played at Arizona State so he knows the desert a little bit kind of came al alive last weekend and all of a sudden kind of saw him sneak up on the leaderboard I'm trying to think of where he finished, he finished 11th yeah it was, 11th uh, at the Sony 11th. yes He's a great putter, and that's one thing I always like about playing Matt Jones. He does well at Pebble Beach. He plays well in California. Uh, he had a 15th at the Shriners, has a 12th in Phoenix. He's also 38th on tour in par-4 scoring, got him at 130-1. to one. Uh, Lucas Glover took him at 110 to one. He has six top 20 finishes here at the American Express. He was fifth last month at Mayakoba in Cancun and then three straight top 10 finishes at the Shriners in Las Vegas. Yeah, certainly makes a lot of sense. And uh, did you already say Wyndham Clark or am I going to? He's my last, last guy. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to mention Wyndham Clark, uh, who lives right here in Summerlin. Yeah. Uh, right He's used to the, the desert. Yeah, right here in the Las Vegas area. Uh, another bomber, too, third in driving distance. I mentioned uh, a couple of the guys I have that happen to be bombers, Champ, and uh, also Sam Burns. So makes a lot of sense. A uh, guy can make a lot of eagles and a lot of birdies. Yeah, and that's one of the things I looked at about Wyndham Clark. I like, of course, his desert background, but he makes a bunch of birdies, and he's really good on the par four. Some of his other stats aren't so 
great. He was 18th here in 2019, 13th at the Shriners. He was second uh, not too long ago at the Bermuda and 23rd at the uh, Sea Island, the RSM Classic, both of those happening in November. Yeah, so, the accuracy is a little down on Wyndham Clark, but I don't think that that might hurt him at this type of an he event. He might grab three wood with these shorter, e- these shorter exactly. courses, right? Yeah, exactly. So at an event like this, I don't think that accuracy is going to hurt. These fairways aren't exactly tight. So that's, uh, I went with five guys, uh, Soon J.M., Brooks Kepka, uh, Matt Jones, Lucas Glover, and Wyndham Clark. Anything else, buddy? Uh, re- well, um, the matchups are off to a slow start, but I, I did use answer against Nah this week. Just kind of maybe a letdown sure, why over not? that. Uh, Cam Champ over Adam Long and uh, kind of doing the same thing here against Chris Kirk. I think the pressure oh, yeah. now is relieved. So it's like, okay, if I don't play great here, that's okay. I've got my <laughs> tour card, Alexander Norin, minus 110. But uh, matchups have been struggling, so uh, exercise some caution. That is going to do it for the Short Shots podcast series. Thanks to Nick Henyon and Sean McCollum. Next week, buddy, season number three, we kick off long shots. You ready? Excited, man. Uh, we've got Tory Pines, Dubai. It, it, now it's getting filled, man. And we're having to write more stuff and do more research, but that's good for us. Here comes golf. Daniel Rappaport will be our guest. He'll kick off the season, season three of Long Shots. Keep it here for all your golf news all weekend long on VSIN, the sports betting network. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.